Welcome back to the E6 podcast from Colonial Church, a place for candid conversations about what our church community is learning, what is going on in the world, and how it all applies to our lives as followers of Jesus. My name is Brooke, and this is episode number 44. Number 44, number Brooke. 44. And I'm not alone this week. Nope. Yay. Yay. Sorry I bailed on you last <laughs> That's week. That's right. Man. Totally bailed on me. I had to come up with something. Was on that my like own. a weird podcast recording experience just by yourself? You know, I think it would have been, had this not been like the 43rd episode and we had a lot of practice, yeah. it would have been, <laughs> I would have been like, oh gosh, I messed that up. I need to do this over again. And it's a whole lot easier when it's like, you know, I'm not going to try to be perfect. I'm just going to say the things that, are, that I've got on my list and... um when I mess it up, I'll fix it. Well, I, I really, keep going, so. I really did enjoy the interview with Steve from Compassion International. Yeah, I don't know how many of our listeners were able to catch that last week, but yeah. So I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that conversation. I've enjoyed getting to know Steve. So if you are interested in Compassion, you want to know a little bit more about that as we are moving towards our Compassion Sunday on the uh, December fifth. Um, that is a a good interview, and not because I did it or. Uh, whatever, but because um, it just it gets to the heart of what compassion is all about, and um, uh, and yeah, just kind of how they how they work. So Steve is is a, a guy that that is basically a um, an area guy for pastors all over uh, North Texas and Oklahoma, and uh, so so he's he's the guy that we kind of lean on when we have questions or want to get something like this going, and he's been a huge help for us to uh, to get us down this road. Um, getting engaged with compassion. So yeah, so if you didn't do that, go back to episode 43. Uh, you can fast forward through my 10 minutes of rambling about compassion and listen to the actual <laughs> interview at the end there. But so. well worth well worth the time, not just because it's, you know, it's obviously one of many wonderful ministries out there, but we are really excited as a church to partner with them. So yep. even if you're only mildly interested, I want to encourage you to check that interview out because over the next few weeks, it's going to be even more meaningful as we we very tangibly step into partnership with them. Yeah, yeah, and, and meaningful and and I think informative that you know I, I don't I'm the kind of guy that I'm I'm skeptical about things and so I don't I don't just jump into oh hey somebody said we should do this so let's go do it you know yeah. uh, I want to read the stuff and know what they're all about and so for me just getting to hear like this is what compassion is all about these are who they are. Uh, the, the the kids that they're reaching and the regions they're reaching and um, you know so that that all made a big difference for me in my head just just in the understanding side so so yeah go back and listen to that we also had uh, our Thanksgiving happened and we we distributed all of that stuff all those those things well, hold on our meals. Thanksgiving. Our Thanksgiving. Happen. Yeah, that's okay. Sorry, that's still our, a few days away. I'm, I'm excited about my mama's cooking. That's right. I know. I'm ready for some brisket. Um, because we don't do turkey, that's not a thing. You don't do wait, 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 whoa, whoa. Yeah. No, yeah, you don't At, know this? like like traditionally, you don't do turkey on Thanksgiving. We, we did for a long time, and then my mom was like, "Why do we do this? We should do something better." This and sounds so, like Brooks Brooks family. I know it totally is. Why? Why? <laughs> but why? And uh, and so we we dumped turkey and we do brisket, and so like a lot of the sides and stuff are the same, and you know there's entirely too much food, and you eat too much, and watch football, and then eat more, and but it's brisket. And it's so much better than turkey. Like turkey is wow. not even a like a blip on the radar. Like turkey is for lunch sandwiches and brisket sandwiches or wraps to, or anything the next I'm gonna day. I'm going to have to push back. Are here. so much mm. better than Thanksgiving turkey. I don't. Can care. we can we agree they're both really good? Because oh <laughs> no. my goodness, no, no, we can't agree on that. Brisket is like by far better. I just it's not even a question in my mind. Like <laughs> I don't even care. So we had our Thanksgiving um, meal dinner uh grocery store day a couple of weeks ago yes thanksgiving right? meals collection yes. i'm sorry that i didn't say the right words <laughs> that's all we have here on the podcast brook is right. a bunch of words that's right so cut that out and start over uh so we did our thanksgiving meal drive day at the grocery store at market street uh we already talked about that um we had uh, we got we, we got 500 bags that came from that which is um several hundred families that will be walking away with Thanksgiving meals as well as um, as well as a bunch of families that are going to get some around Christmas as well. So that's really awesome. Uh, all of those turkeys that um, they were all distributed on the uh, on Saturday the 20th uh, I was also gone for that so I missed uh, I missed out on, on that the went last really weeks, well on the last I, week and a half yeah I was not able to be there for that uh, either for 
personal reasons, but I know a bunch of folks that were there helping distribute yep. the meals just ranted and raved about uh, just the joy of of doing that with each other, as well as uh, just lots of lots of kudos to Lola and Barbara and their crew yeah. uh, with our food pantry ministry, um, real well organized, and um, I, I just trust a real blessing to a lot of people. Yeah, and I loved having the having uh, Unity Church and um, and One Life Church come and be a part of that, and and uh, get to be there for those things as well. I know I talked to uh, Pastor YB. Um, Saturday when I got back into the country and they were uh, dealing with some uh, some deaths inside their ministry and so they were having some they were dealing with funeral plans and all of that stuff so they didn't get to take part in oh, I didn't realize that. in Saturday so they had a pretty uh, they had a pretty rough week um, leading up to all of that so um, obviously if you if you think about the uh, the, the unity unity church over there and and uh, YB and Kendra you can uh, pray for them and and all the things that they've got going on um, this week so we had uh, a whole bunch of bags and a whole bunch of turkeys go out through all um, through all over the community, and that was that was really cool. Um, just to even even making the list uh, as as I was kind of gathering where are all these things go and getting to see all the different organizations that they're going to, and um, you know foster homes and uh, homes that are in dealing with uh, with CPS and uh, people in recovery and. Um, pregnant families and, uh, you know, just, just seeing those things go all over the place is really cool. So, mm. yeah. Well, you guys, uh, you had, uh, Barbara, our favorite on stage with you, um, last week, right? A week, a week, a week and a half. ago yesterday. Two yeah. Sundays ago. thinking of, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and you guys got to talk about Angel Tree yes. and from her perspective and all of that. And I totally missed all that because... I was gone, and uh, but Angel Tree gifts are are due this Sunday. This Correct. Coming, this Sunday, this the twenty eighth. Hopefully, everybody will bring their gifts in. And that tree is uh, pretty bare. That's yeah, awesome. as it should be. Yeah, I, I don't. You know what? I don't have an uh, updated count as of right now. But yesterday, after the first service, we only had seventeen tags left. Wow. So I think we started with I think there were 138 kids mm-hmm. if, if I'm not mistaken and each kid had two tags one tag for a for clothing, a clothing item, item and one tag for a toy right. item yeah so do the math that's 276 that's um and we had 17 left so hopefully after the second service they were all taken yeah and uh we'll be able to bless uh, a bunch of bunch of families this this Christmas too. yeah and it's I mean it's it seems so compressed this year with with the Thanksgiving stuff and and maybe it's just that I took vacation in the <laughs> in the middle of it <laughs> everything feels like it's a real rush now but uh, and then compassion coming up after that followed by Christmas Eve stuff like it seems like everything's happening right there at the moment but um, it's really it's always cool to see everybody jump in and want to take care of kids from uh, the children's home and um, low income school at, uh, yep. you know, kids from kids from the old Rosewood that are at, at uh, Brook village now. So, uh, yeah, I love, I love that we're trying to take seriously, uh, the dignity aspect of it too. Yeah. Like I remember talking about that last year. It's, mm-hmm. it's not just dumping a bunch of stuff at, right. at families, you know, right. Foot feet, feet. It's, it's really just answering the call to some of these boots on the ground ministries mm-hmm. they know these families or these schools are working with these families and then setting up parents best case scenario to be the heroes right look what mom and dad got you right um that to me that's really important right I, i'm glad to have heard you say off and on over the last couple of years how much that means to you so we can do that well yeah it totally does i mean you know it's always it's always i think about when you know when you when you are in need of something like that and you can't provide it to your kids you know it's it's difficult to we've had we've had christmases before where it's like this is not going to be the same that we'd love to be able to provide more and you know when you have somebody that just gives it to your kids and it's like oh thanks yeah you know yay even uh, though the kid's happy in the moment right the kid's happy and all that there's a there's a cost to that yeah yeah and so and so when we can when we can help provide that to a parent that then gives to give it to their kid and Mm. Um, you know, it's just, it's just a little, it's a step in the right, in the right direction, I think. Mm. And, and so that's, that's really cool. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that, getting to, uh, see that wrapped up this weekend as we, as we get all those things back and, and, uh, and have those delivered out to the, to the school and to the, the children's home. And, and that's not even something I get to be, I don't, I'm not even a part of that, like actually taking it like Lola and Barbara and their, and their team with the food pantry and stuff. They are the ones that that have owned this and, and, uh, and make it, make it happen. And they fix all the bags and go through everything and shop where we've 
come up short or fix things. And so they do a great job and it's, and it's tons of fun. It's, it's, I love, I love watching them go awesome. Okay. So we get to go shop for these kids now. So it's like, <laughs> yay, that's great. So that's always fun, but yeah. So thanks for holding down the fort. Uh, I guess the last couple of weeks while I was gone and so on a personal note, how was your trip? I don't I don't know how many of us, you know, uh, are just really jealous that you, you went on a cruise. I was gonna say, did we even talk about just it? Just you at and all? your wife. Yeah. Um it's just me and my wife. We like to go on cruises because This you know, is like this is dear to your all's heart. You'll talk about cruises. Uh-huh. If you haven't just had a cruise, you're talking about the next cruise. When is the next know? one, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, I love I, we love to travel. Um that's just really difficult with four kids and in you know, don't I don't have And you've done the cruise one time with your kids, right? We have gone one time with our kids and the grandpa- and maybe grandparents maybe down went the with line us too, and, and so we're we're talking about like hey what what does this look like to do it again it's tough with little ones though it is tough with little ones and they were they were pretty young and one was still not potty trained and you know oh, so that it's just that does not sound fun well it was it was chaos it was still good we had so we had a lot of fun so. this one though was just you and your wife this one was just me and a wife yeah and and even though um you've been real candid on the podcast this whole <laughs> year about about Kara Kay's, uh just right? health issues yeah. And, um, I heard you say it was very restful. It is, was, is that yeah, right? yeah. There's this word. It's re, uh, relax, re, 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 relaxing. <laughs> You've heard of it. I've heard somewhere? this word, and it's <laughs> apparently like when you don't do stuff and you <laughs> sit around, and and so we were we were trying that out. I'm not very good at that. I like to say it's like, oh, this is an option. Great, I'm gonna go do that. Oh, this is an option. I'm gonna go do that. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go snorkel and swim around and do all these other things. And my wife is like what if we just sat here and read a book? And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess we could try that. So so we tried this uh, this whole relaxing thing, and I didn't do all of the like extreme sport things that I normally try to do where I'm like, I get home and I'm exhausted. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I need another vacation from my vacation. <laughs> so we, uh, it was really good. It was good. We, we relaxed and we ate good food and we laid out in the sun and swam in the ocean and listened oh, to the waves. Sounds and wonderful. The seagulls and the palm trees are everywhere and gorgeous. I'm sure and, that sounds wonderful to everybody out there. I'm sure it especially sounds wonderful to people out there with a bunch of kids yeah. because just... I mean, who takes I know. six days away from your kids? Eight days. Oh, way to go! I Brooke. know. And I'm I'm terribly biased. I well, I think I, we gotta fight to, for those those little windows of time where it's not with the kids. It's it's. With I have your to say I have to say thank you to the grandparents because they're the ones that make this happen, happen. Right. Yeah. Both sets yeah. of grandparents were like, yeah, we'll help, and, so, and they they took them. And and on top of all that, today's my mom's birthday. So oh. uh, so happy birthday, mom! If you even listen to this, I does Ms. James even know about this little podcast? Uh, that's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> she doesn't live around here, so she doesn't like so, keep up with Colonial all the time. But you uh, have you have made me. Think think of a random question okay and i'm wondering what our listeners think of this too mm. um in fact i would love a little little feedback on this if they if they have a strong opinion it seems to me like the stereotypical male wants a vacation with his spouse right you know let's hey let's go on a cruise hey uh-huh. let's go let's go to the mountains hey let's let's get away for a romantic weekend or whatever and the stereotypical w- wife wants a vacation for her family like, where are we going to take everybody? And, and I, I say that a little bit sheepishly because <laughs> I don't know if that's those stereotypes that I'm, I'm, I'm labeling. I don't know if that's true. I know that's true for me and Carrie. Like, every time we get excited about this next big, oh, next summer, what do you want to do next summer? And my wheels are spinning on something really cool that I could do with just Carrie. Yeah. And I don't even know it, but sitting right next to me, my, my wife's wheels are spinning about something all six of us could do. Right. You know? And, and it's not because... I don't think it's because men are more romantic. I don't think that at all. <laughs> I think it's just, I, I, it seems to me my guy friends want to step away from the kids and enjoy some adult time. Okay. More than my female friends seem to talk about that. There's, there's such full-blown love. I mean, you could spin it positively. They just want to love their kids so well in this season okay. that, okay, we'll have time for that later, you know? What, what's your observation? I, I wonder if our listeners mm. are, would, would email us at podcast at colonialchurch.com and just give us clarity on what you think that what you think is actually true there. What's true for the Jameses? What's true for Kara Kay and Brooke? You know, it's interesting. I think, I think both of us tend to think like, this would be awesome. What, what could we go do that's just the two of us? Like, uh, we've taken, like, a trip to Austin, you know, or yeah. a trip to, you know, we went to the, the Compassion thing together, and it was like, 
you didn't think about like, ooh, man. We and case in point, kids. you just did another trip, just the two of you. Right. And it was just those. Um, and so, but but at the same time, like we, we do those and it's like, man, it'd be great to get away. I think both of us think that way, right? But then at the same time, when we go, almost the whole time, I think this day, You're this talking time, about the kids, this time the kids. we made it until like day three before it was like, so if we took the kids and did this again, you know, because I think the first time we ever went on a cruise, literally the entire time we were thinking it was just the two of us and we were thinking, man, the kids would love to do this thing. Yeah. And then we'd, we'd see something. I mean, oh, the kids would love to do this Oof. thing. Oh, the kids would love to do that, you know? And so we, we, it's like for us, it goes, it goes, I don't know. I don't know if that's both ways or, or whatever, but I think it we does think sound about like that. it goes both ways. It's almost like we want to experience something yeah. and be able to have that time uh, apart, but then we want to take the kids and, and do it with them as well and, and engage with them as well. Because at the same time, it's like, ah, oh, man, but the kids would love to do that thing. Yeah. I can't, even hearing you talk, I think I feel guilt. <laughs> because I think it's kind of a no win situation for me. I've already revealed where I am. Because when my wife says, oh, but what about our children uh-huh. like oh. i'm the bad guy oh them who's like neglecting being a good parent <laughs> or caring about them um and if i can try to spin it positively in my direction yeah but i'm also fighting for my marriage right and for romance and, and i think for, i think that's a lot know? for us like we we were we have been have been uh told repeatedly you know find time for just the two of you find yeah. ways yeah. that just the two of you can yeah. you know date night or whatever yes. and granted in this season of life that's been a struggle but okay um so let's 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 go down that rabbit trail for a second okay, okay. and maybe this is helpful to somebody out there I, I am. I like so, that you're going down rabbit trails now, rather than those bunny trails. That well, thank you. you. I've, just, I've gotten away from the like bunnies. You've, you've grown up a little bit. <laughs> Let's go down this road and trail. <laughs> um, I am very convicted uh-huh. from good mentors, good role models in my life, that a weekly date night is essential. Yeah. That um, you ha- especially you, you can go you know 16, 18, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, spanning where the kids just are dominating Everything. all of your attention, right? Getting them to the right places and taking care of their their fussy moments and all that stuff. And so, in the middle of all that busyness, to fight for just a little constant one on one with your spouse. And having said that, Carrie and I really do that well for a season, and then we yeah. don't. Yeah. And I, I think we lose that rhythm for even just a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and it's shot. And it, it could be it could be many 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 weeks before we do it again. Um, I'd like to think our track record. Uh, we, we've been married twenty eight and a half years. Uh, I'd like to think we have a really good track record, especially sadly compared to most of my friends. I, I I talk to a lot of my friends who just don't do date nights. Mm. They do family stuff. Yeah, and it's their their homes are so child centered. And one of my fears for them uh, is okay, what happens when, when they're gone. When you're gone, are you going to wake up and wonder who your roommate is? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and they don't look like they did when you fell in love anymore, you know? <laughs> and so, um, I just wonder what, what, what's your, what's your experience with date night yeah. and what's your conviction about that? Um, I, 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 let's see. Um, we have, we have grown in our marriage, believing the same thing, hmm. um, hearing that from, from other people to to take that time and and I, I agree I think it's like we go in seasons where it's like oh yeah we totally do that and we make it a, a priority and literally do that um, even to the point that we're like hey we, we also need to take time to one-on-one with each kid you know like I'm gonna take one of my kids and we're gonna go do something that she loves or what he wants to do or whatever um, and then there's seasons where it's like man like how do we even pull this off right now with with basketball and volleyball, two, two kids on two different teams in volleyball and there's practice and all of those things. And the things that, you know, the church has got going on and, um, you know, and medical issues and it, it literally is just constant. Right. And so a, a lot of what we have done, like just this year, um, we haven't had a whole lot of, um, of dates, just, just me and Kara Kay. Like we've, we've done a couple of things here and there, or we will like, Oh, Hey, let's go meet up for lunch. Cause the kids are all in school now. Right. So we have, we have more of those times, but, um, we've, we have ended up right now, at least like, it's like a, Hey, well, let the kids go watch a movie in the other room or, 
or even even in the living room that's right by our kitchen and they're doing their thing and we go sit down and have dinner yeah um you know after them and so we feed the kids and do all that stuff because yeah. because you know it's just it's just difficult but if we can do that and then let them go do their thing or turn on a movie and let them let, let them let them in, engage with that for a little while then yeah. then we at least have have some time to um to spend a little bit of you know, you know adult conversation or not just be together and and right. not do it so I don't know, but I, I agree. Like it's it's difficult to make that a priority all the time. Finances make that difficult sure. sometimes. That's, where it's like sometimes I would issue. love to be able to go to Phasmos once a week, you know, mm. and I can't do that. Yeah, I can't afford to go to Phasmos. Well, shout out to Phasmos. I love Phasmos. Caribbean again, food again. It's right back to the Caribbean. right off of Maplewood. Oh my goodness, one of my favorite places in Wichita Falls. Yeah, they're from. Uh, she's from St. Kitts, and Saint Kitts. I haven't been to St. Kitts yet. I but could I not tell go. you where St. Kitts is on the map. I'd, I'd have to find it, but. Uh, but man, oh, I love Caribbean food and the palm trees and the music Ooh. and the colors Ooh. and the sunsets and the, and the waves and all of those things. And so See, Phasmos to me, like wraps it all into like, at least I get this that's close by. That's part of what maybe even part of my, my frustration, um, is with myself and with, with our state of date life, dating life now is we're just so busy. I know everybody is, and we're constantly running around trying to keep up with the kids and or running errands mm. or, um, I feel like our dates at worst, at worst, nothing happens. But even kind of that that base hit on the, yeah. on the baseball diamond, it's not a home run, but the base hit is we go to Home Depot together, you know? <laughs> or or we go to, this, this is one of Carrie's favorite, we go to Market Street, yeah. and we sit in their little cafe area, yeah. and I'll get a Starbucks, and she'll get a fountain drink, and we just sit there, and... That's not nothing. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Uh, um, but it's not going out to dinner. It's right. not something, not going to see a movie together, holding hands. It's it's just, or even taking a walk through the park. We probably should do simple things like that that we don't do. <laughs> I don't know. I just, it made me, you made me think about your trip, just the two of you. Yeah. You've inspired me to. Yeah kick it up a notch. Well, it's, it was, it was great. And, and again, I have to thank the grandparents, both sides for. Yeah. For making it happen. And some and, people uh, don't have that. We've got folks, true. for example, that live in our, our community that family's so far away. Yeah. Well, and that's that's one of the things that makes it difficult for us for date nights and things like that is that... Because they're not local. Man, local. like to, yeah. to pay for a babysitter and then to pay for dinner and yeah. then to pay for a movie. Yeah. You know, it's like, my gosh, man, this just got really expensive to have a date night because both of our, both of our grandparents, uh, our kids' grandparents are you know, two, two and a half hours away yeah. in different directions. And so right. it's like, ah, it's not just a quick, like, Hey, want to come watch the kids tonight so we can, you know, so, so yeah, I get, I get it, man. But, but yeah, it was nice to get away. And, and I feel like I've been catching up with everything that's going on with the church and, and news all over the world and, and sports and everything has just been, uh, like like a water like what is it, uh, drinking from a fire hydrant yeah you know, right literally getting back into like <laughs> especially oh, on a cruise my you phone can check works out. again now yeah, right? and like I haven't had my phone like my phone wouldn't connect to Wi Fi at one of the places at one of the islands and so it was like eh I got nothing I guess I guess we'll go but speaking of so um, church uh, here we have had some medical issues uh, that that I, I don't know I don't know that we, we haven't talked about it here in the podcast I think I kind of alluded to it last week when I just made a podcast and and granted I did that on like th- Thursday before the weekend because then I was gone um but so so some medical issues uh Tanner has been out dealing with kidney stones and had some surgeries the last couple he had, he had, had a couple week. of surgeries over the last two weeks I'm Bull. sure a lot of our, our our church family doesn't know we haven't made a big deal about it um we're really hoping he's back in the full swing of things within a few more days but yeah he from from everything I've Heard from him and Shelby. It's been brutal, man. Yeah. Well, shout out to uh, to Kelly and Daryl and uh, and Shelby for taking the reins, if you will, and and uh, being there over the weekend and leading the worship and all that stuff. Yeah, and they did a great job yesterday in, in Tanner's normal spot. But yeah, so pray D- for Darryl, pray for Tanner. Daryl was playing guitar, and I, f- I forget that he does. He can do a bunch of different things. You know, he's usually back there in the sound booth or, yeah. or doing some behind the scenes things. And Daryl played guitar. And, and he came out uh, backstage after the second service, so I was about to go out there and preach, and I said, "Daryl, you're 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 done. Was that fun? Because I knew he hadn't played in forever. Yeah. And he and he looked at me and he kind of <laughs> smiled. He goes." That one was. First service was not fun. I was a nervous wreck. But the second service, that was fun. I really didn't want to screw that up. But 
That's funny. They did a good job. So yeah, so Tanner, Tanner, some pray for Tanner as yeah. he's uh, as they are, and and Shelby as she's you know when you when you're you're down one of the one of the two parents that makes things a whole lot more difficult on on the uh, the other one. So mm-hmm. uh, and 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 yourself. Yeah, I I don't want to make too big a deal about this to bore people, but um, man, my back. <laughs> I I am the old man with the bad back. I'm bored. Let's move on. Okay, I'm just, I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I mean, it, it, I'm I'm proud of you. You're sitting today. I'm which sitting. Is, it hurts to sit. I've uh-huh. been standing or on my back or walking, trying to walk a lot. Yeah. Um, I was in the ER a week ago yesterday. I, um, I'm also impressed that you made both Sundays. And well, did you grimace in any of them? Sometimes I, know, I turn. It I know on, I like, grimaced I a couple times it. yesterday, but um, <laughs> I, I I was talking to our, uh, Barbara and Rachel in the office even this morning, and they're like. Uh-huh. We were watching so closely. We were just waiting to hear you your speech slurred or you know, or or see you just kind of grimace and you, you, you seemed normal. No, I did not take the strong stuff that I normally that's, take that's before probably church smart. yesterday. I was like, I can't do that. I gotta be don't, sharp. Don't do that while I'm out of town. I wanna watch at least. <laughs> I wanna be there for that one. But yeah, it's it's been a rough week and a half. I, I got an MRI and I, I know what I have found is you know, you mentioned any particular kind of problem or or challenge. And all these other folks that have experienced mm-hmm. the same thing come out of the woodwork. Yeah. You know, for example, that was my experience with Carrie and infertility. Is as soon as we, yeah. as soon as we became open about it, right? We find out. All oh my goodness! There's are. hundreds of other people mm-hmm. that we know that have gone through this. So, as soon as I talk about my bad back, <laughs> I am been inundated. It's it's kind of makes me sad. I've been inundated with friends here at Colonial, friends online, yeah. friends in different cities that are all messaging messaging me. Going, I'm so sorry. Is it this? Your, Is it I that? Oh pain, yep, yeah, I've done that. Oh, yeah. that, that's exactly what my doctor mm-hmm. said. And so I've got some degenerative issues that evidently go with being a Jones male. Um, not a time to keep up with the Joneses. Apparently. Not this way. No, okay. you don't want this. So <laughs> thankfully, uh, no signs point to a need for surgery quite yet, but, um, and I'm going to do everything I can to avoid that. Well, um, if you do, we'll try to do a podcast in the hospital room with yes. you because that'll be fun. At the very least you need some sound bites. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, uh, again, it's good to see you, uh, you're up and, and at least moving a little bit better yes. than you were when I left, uh, you know, a week and a half ago or whatever, <laughs> whatever. So, but also, I mean, man, it's just been, it's just been nonstop. Kelly, uh, as she was on the stage this weekend, like she that shared. was like what her second time I, uh, she yeah. did, she share this weekend. She shared, uh, she shared very vulnerably from the stage yesterday that she's just really been struggling health wise. Yeah. And, and even, uh, got to the point, she said to our whole church yesterday, where I didn't know if I was ever going to get better. Like, yeah. I, I wonder if this is the state. Is this the new normal um, that we... Yeah. She know, even used that phrase, which, phrase which I hadn't love. heard in like six or nine months, you know. <laughs> but she said, is this my new normal? And so, yeah. Um, honestly, as one who does not look for the devil behind every bush, I even talked about this in my sermon yesterday, Um one of our elders brought it up and I think appropriately, like we have just been just suffering multiple, multiple, multiple hits yeah. when it comes to health issues yeah. or even death, even, even my, my brother's wife. Right. And, um, and I'm not here to proclaim that's the devil or, um, it is blatant spiritual warfare, but I also logically know that I know what I would do if I was the enemy. I yeah. try to take out leaders. Yeah. I try to take out, people on the front lines and, um, Gosh, and, but it's, I mean, the list goes on and on, it's, it's, you know, the we've list already is, talked about Kara Kay. It's daunting. You know, yeah. Your wife, pastor Jordan's been dealing with his back and, and kind of limping around the sliced the his, hand, his open, hand open, evidently trying to, I, I, w- I heard he was trying to show Caleb how to, uh, how to dress a deer <laughs> <laughs> and Caleb was like, well, I learned what not. Well, to do. I'm not going to do that. Uh, uh, but, but I mean, man, uh, you know, Pastor Ron being, he was in a car wreck a couple of weeks yes. ago. Oh like, my goodness, I even just, forgot that. Yeah. That was just, just a few weeks so ago. So much stuff is going yes. on. So yeah. So we're, guess, we're a little bit of a hot mess <laughs> I guess here at Colonial. If you're connected to the to leadership <laughs> or, or something in which, some way at the church, maybe which, let me redeem this. watch um, back. Let me redeem this. It makes me think of one of my favorite ministry books. Um, one of my favorite authors is Henry Nouwen, mm-hmm. N-O-U-E-N. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is uh, he he passed away. I think it was the late '90s, but he was a longtime scholar and writer. Uh, taught at Notre Dame and Harvard um, at different at different points in his life. But he writes a book called The Wounded Healer. Yeah, 
and it has really impacted my understanding of pastors' roles, pastors, priests' mm. roles. We are not superheroes. Yeah. We are broken, wounded, junked up people who have discovered Jesus, and we get to be a part of his healing work. And so he really does a good job of painting this picture of your calling as a pastor or a priest is not to be all that. It's not to be up on a pedestal. It's not to be a superhero. Your calling is to be yourself, which is very wounded in different ways, yeah. and, and to, to let God use you in that wounded place. Yeah. So this image of a wounded healer. So I guess I'm being a little funny, is we're such a mess right now. <laughs> we are wounded. We just need to embrace your colonial. We are a bunch of very wounded healers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and, and you bring up a good point. Like, I think it's we're so quick to put people up on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. You know, ooh, man, the way Tanner sings, like, we just, you know, he's just the most spiritual as he leads, or, uh, you know, as somebody preaches on the weekends, yep. you know, we just we just put, you yep. know, Jordan up on stage, or, or you, you bring in a message, or, or whatever it is, like, we're just so quick to put somebody up on a pedestal and then and then we just kind of convince ourselves that they're not really people like we are yeah. you know that's like how oh, but they're not but, relatable or, but they're more spiritual yeah. or or whatever it is and it's just like man we are just well, experiencing and the life. flip side of that is i've also experienced you know people getting close enough to me to see my warts and it's like ooh. and and sin issues and <laughs> and and go uh and walk away. Yeah. Walk away from that yeah. church or the church. And mm -hmm. it, that grieves me on the other end. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I'll be praying. I, I, I genuinely mean this to all of our listeners. Would you please, at least in the short term, would you pray for Colonial's staff and staff's families um, and just pray for healing and pray for uh, some tenacity in the midst of, <laughs> of challenges? Um I really think it all ties together. You know, it's amazing to me how back pain, for example, affects the way I parent mm. or the way I'm less patient yeah. with my wife yeah. than I should be. Or um, one of my fears, stepping up to preach this weekend, I was ready. I had I had a 20, way too long, I had a 26-page manuscript <laughs> in front of me, which, by the way, is in old man font. I, yeah. I have these huge letters <laughs> on my pages. Like 24. Um, but I was, I was ready, but part of me was like, oh. I don't even feel like I'm in a good place. I'm yeah. uncomfortable. I'm in pain. Um, and well, and it takes it out on the on the other people. You know, talking about talking about Tanner being down and and the extra stuff that's on Shelby. I think the same thing for me. Like, I've made, um, you know, I have jumped all over my kid's case mm. on in in dumb things. That's like, okay, that's not really that big of a deal. And right. I have to realize, like, okay. I let the stress of, of some of this other stuff like get in the way and yeah. affect me as well. So I'm right there with you. Yep. Okay. Sorry, I cut you off there, but let's get to Acts. The so book I'm, of Acts. I missed the beginning of... Um, How long are we going to be in the book of Acts, Brooke? Man, if we're in chapter 8, what's there, 20... 28 chapters. 20, <laughs> 28 chapters. We're almost there. <laughs> almost there. Uh, it's, been, it's been, what, a couple of months? Um, uh, we started... Is it the end of August? Man, or still, September? I know, I know we say that. And I've had times before, like I remember at a church that I was at um, a long time ago, I remember like when we were in, in the book of John for the 25th week. And I remember going, my gosh, I don't care anymore. Like I need a different perspective right now. I just can't take John right now. But it's like so often, like I think we see all of this stuff in, in Acts as like, um, we see these just these little individual pockets. We don't read it as this narrative, you know? And I think sometimes we read it as a narrative and we miss the pockets. Yeah. We miss those things. And yeah. so it's it's interesting to see it in a different way. And um, I was telling you, I, I just finished, or I'm almost done. I didn't finish it, but I'm, I'm reading a book that's about uh, the, um, uh, about Middle Eastern culture and how, like, the, the just the ways that that would play into the parables of Jesus and the ways that he handled women and and kids and you know and and just all these stories that it's like I mean we just we just miss so much of that and so to read it in this way where it's like okay but this is what's happening right now right and and you talked about um you know as you, as you start chapter eight the, the the end of chapter seven is Stephen being stoned mm -hmm. and Saul is there and then Saul is 
persecuting everybody. You know, he's going house to house, as right. you said, at, at the beginning of eight now. Right. And so it was like, no, but these are like, these go right together. Like, yeah. this is like, it's not like, and then later on, you know, months later, this right. happened. It's like, he was like, hey, I just watched that happen. Now let's go door to door because we need to make this thing, you know, we need to start going. So to watch the church explode in in the midst of all of that and to read it in this way to to kind of go through, like, it makes sense. Now, when we get to chapter 28, you know, in in like two years, then I, I may disagree at that, po- at that point. But I was I was uh, joking with with my dad of all people because he was asking me some questions about about what we're doing as a church and and my teaching and and he's always interested. I uh, love my dad and he he talked about. I, I joked that we're still in the Book of Acts. <laughs> I just did the math by the way while we while you were talking. Uh-huh. Looked at my calendar, so we just finished our thirteenth week okay. in the Book of Acts. I shouldn't say that because it's going <laughs> to probably feel like longer. So let's see. 20. But but. It makes me think when I was in Colorado at, at our church, a um, long time before I got there, they went through the book of Luke. And evidently, it took, according to the pastor at the time that I was good friends with, Rob, it took somewhere around seven or eight months. Yeah. So that's, that's a long time yeah. to go through one book, one narrative. And But the funny thing is I even, this is way before my time, when I was there, I even got to hear different people talk about how oh remember when we were in the book of Luke for like two and a half years like like fishing stories they just grow you know so one of my fears is even if one church that only talked about the book of Luke ever their entire existence (laughs) but all that say I I asked the question to you joking because I want to I wanted to actually say this we're not going to be in the book of Acts forever um the plan is to take a break. Yeah, there's going to be Christmas. There's going to be gonna Easter. We're going to take a break, you know? and we're to, there's some other things I'm really excited about us stepping into, important things as a church. But I want to jump. I mean, I'm saying this almost for accountability. Christmas 2022. I want to jump back into Acts and, and actually take another big you know, wave of it yeah. uh, in 2022 because I think there's something to uh, both the study of the early church mm-hmm. in general. I think we could learn so much from them and... There's something to just spending time in a long narrative and helping us understand how, yeah. it, how it all ties together yeah. and how it builds on things. And so I think when you, at the other extreme, when you memorize a line mm-hmm. um, or you memorize a, a little section, right. it can still be really helpful, Absolutely. but it, it may not have the contextual right. richness of can, understanding where it was in the yeah, overall yeah. narrative. So. It can easily become that coffee mug or that, yeah. that uh, you know, that thing on the wall or... Yes. You know that that and and can I say this? Yes. Um, I appreciate you saying yes. You're I uh, <laughs> I am convicted that more and more of our people just aren't reading the Bible, mm. um, and so I, I say that maybe even a little bit heavy heavy to you, uh, our listeners. But I'm I'm really sad to find out. It seems just in talking to different folks, e- even in, in some close friends, that their time in Scripture is pretty rare mm. and. Um, so it, that makes me want to spend a lot more time in a book and not just do some topical things, some topical conversations. Regardless, we, we need to spend time in Scripture and we teach and stuff. But I just I feel like it's almost a gift. Okay, you're not reading your Bible. Let's walk through the history of the early church. Yeah. Let's walk through, look what God did and look what God said. And look what the first Christians did and how they messed it up and how they, <laughs> how they saw God work anyway. And I think... That makes me even more committed to to trying to do that kind of teaching because I just don't think a lot of our folks are reading, you know. Mm. Um, well, and you talked about you talked about go, the, the the church being on that mission that they were on, like their, their lives had been changed. Now all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit is here, and and everything is different. And they went from being those consumers to being providers. Uh, I think were the words that you used, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and we, you know, that's that's. A lot of what you're talking about is you're talking about people that are are if if we're not in the scriptures and we're just kind of showing up and checking the box like we've become a you know a, a consumer in some way right and and so to watch this mm-hmm. you know maybe this is kind of the catalyst type of a thing yeah. where it's like we're watching the church become go from consuming from Jesus right yeah. Because I mean, there was the disciples that went and and did things. They were throughout still just and, sponges, though. And I still the... think about like when when he says, uh, you know, uh, I can't remember, I can't remember which which uh, which gospel it's in, but it's like if if I was to write down everything that happened, it would fill up all of the books. Yes, like, that's it. That's in that the book just of makes John. me like, yes. oh my gosh, like I just want like like my brain just goes, wait, hang on, like, yeah. 
what else is out there that we'll just never know. But you know, to 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 watch them then transition into this and it's like that's the the big deal like that's what it made such a difference is because they changed because no longer are they just following mm. Jesus around and listen to what he said and apparently mm. writing <laughs> writing it down um and then and then scattering when mm. when uh, when he got when he got pulled in front of everybody and crucified and then they're like okay bye and now they become those providers rather than just the consumers you are hitting on two things that really get me my juice is going. I see um, it on your face. Seriously. I You're talking with your hands now. Yes, I'm talking with my hands. You haven't even gotten into it. it. <laughs> but one, I think this shift in the book of Acts from following Jesus around, being consumers, being receivers, taking it all in, to, to Jesus leaving purposefully, and as he leaves, giving them a mission. Like giving them the right. power of the Holy Spirit, giving them the mission of, of the people of God. And then getting out of the way, so to speak, mm. uh, I think in some ways that same shift uh, is exactly what we want for our church, yeah. for the church. Mm -hmm. Is you you want th this is not unique to Colonial. As a Christian, you want the church filled with God's people to take that shift. It obviously is going to happen individually, but but you really want people to make that huge shift from. Oh, Oh, he saved me. Oh, he loves me. Oh, he forgives me. And it's very much about me to shifting to, okay, now there's a mission he's put me on. Mm -hmm. Now there's, he's given me power to do it. He's given me knowledge to do it. He's given me everything I need to do it. Uh, now he wants me to be other centered. He wants me to be a giver, a contributor, uh, to share boldly the good news, et cetera. So that's one way I love. Let's, let's camp out in the book of Acts and watch that mm. big shift happen in the early church. And what does that mean for us? How does that shift play out for colonial, for example? Yeah. Um, so the other thing that may, you made me think of, which is a little more of a leap, but given 2020, 2021, by the way, I read that we've now had more people pass away yeah. from COVID in 2021 than 2020. I yeah. saw that as well. But given the, the unique difficulties of the last couple of years and specifically the way church attendance across our country has plummeted, um, and I use that word in, on purpose. It has plummeted. Um, the number of Christians, excuse me, the number of people who say they don't go to church is at an all-time high in our country. Mm. Given that situation, part of me is even excited about, okay, then how do we make that, that shift? You know, that shift, right. it was easy, it was comfortable. We're all going to church on Sunday. Um, there's a lot of my friends that are going to church on Sunday. Uh, okay, I haven't been going in a while, but I know these people are going. Maybe I'll go again. Those kind of things. Those those days are gone. Yeah, there's a lot of our friends that were going that aren't going now. Uh, a lot of us were going but aren't aren't going now. And so, I think even again camping out in the Book of Acts to have that kind of in our faces of there's look at this beautiful shift in the midst of death, in mm -hmm. the midst of imprisonment, in the midst of certainly discouraging days. Yeah. We, we don't see the discouragement between the lines, but had to be in the early church moments of fear and discouragement. And yet what did they do? They, they kept talking about Jesus. They kept sharing boldly the good news. They kept loving their neighbor to the point where more and more people right. wanted to be a part of the movement of Jesus. And so on two fronts, both, both that maturing shift that I want for every church, including colonial and that unique time now we have of that shift of, okay, what does it mean to be the church now in a different cultural context than even just a couple years ago? Um, I think that those are two really important ways that, that the book of Acts can help us. Yeah. Well, and, and you even talked about at the end of your message yesterday, um, the, you know, what, what if we could get to a place where the city, the people of Wichita Falls are wowed, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, what'd you say? Uh, you know, I, I don't believe what they believe, but man, I'm glad they're here. Yeah. Um, they're a blessing to our city. Like that doesn't happen when we are in the consumers camp. No way. You know, no way. we have to become the providers in order for those kinds of things to happen in order for the city to see, um, a community of believers as, uh, even if I don't agree with them, even if I don't believe them, I don't vote like them, I don't do whatever. Um, but man, Whatever they're doing is awesome. Yep. So I'm not going to go, but 
I sure appreciate that they're around. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we can't do that. You don't get there if we're in the consumer side. You mm-hmm. have to make that shift to the provider side, which is a big deal. No doubt. No doubt. So um, one of the other things, and and we can we can this be be our last thing here. I think um, before we run out of time, um, you talked about uh, you talked about the gospel um, always takes the burden off. Um, and you talked about uh, you, you, right before that. You said um, you said it, we don't have to get our act together first, right? Right. Right. So, and and I think that's become uh, almost a cliche now. Is like you don't have to be okay. Um, it's it's okay to not be okay, right? Right. right. Um, and and so you kind of kind of line those things up there, and then the and then you said that the gospel always takes the burden off, and used the um, uh, the other verse uh, that the my my burden is. I'm, I'm screwing it up now. Matthew 11, yeah. when Jesus talks about, come to me. My burden is light, or my yoke my, is my light. My yoke and... is easy, my burden is light. Yeah, there you go. Come to me, find rest. That's not directly tied to, to the book of Acts, for example, but I read from that passage in Matthew 11 very purposefully because that is what I see of the heart of God. Mm-hmm. Is To that point, I, I, think, I think a lot of us... Well, actually, let, let me be a little more transparent here. Um, one of my good friends here at Colonial pushed back on what I said yesterday on the gospel always taking burdens off, and and implied I don't I don't I don't know if I agree with that. Does really does the do burdens get lighter? Do burdens go away? And so I wanted to clarify a little bit. I think in the sense of our understanding of what it means to find acceptance from God, find the love of God. Uh, to reconnect with God. I think that religion in general, all different kinds of religions, in fact, let me back up and say this. I think that the definition of religion is humanity trying to find its way to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why there's all these made-up religions. That's why there's all kinds of different religions. Is it's, it's humans' attempt to make sense of things. It's humans' attempt to reach up to God. And we believe with every fiber of our beings that Christianity in that sense, is not a religion. Christianity is the story, the true story of God reaching down to us. Um, I've always distinguished it that way. So sometimes even when I use the word religion or religious, I don't mean it in a positive way or Mm -hmm. in a a Christian way. Right. Religion, because it's us just trying to do everything we can to connect with God, it is a heavy burden. There's so many different forms of religion where you just got, got to check 114 boxes. Yeah. Um, and I grew up even in a Christian, Protestant, officially Baptist church that I think had some of those elements that was so moralistic, I'll use that word on purpose, that it's so it gets so focused on behavior that that burden can be really heavy. Um, any kind of legalism can be really, really heavy because ultimately we just can't pull it off. And so what I have found through God's grace, through the gospel, is that, no, 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 I did all the work, Jesus says. I went to the cross. You are fully loved, fully accepted. You are completely free from the consequences of sin. The burden is off. Mm. Now, let's shift gears. I was going to say, but. <laughs> if by burden you mean uh, a heavy heart for things that matter, in, the, in one sense, being a Christian increases those burdens. It gets heavier. You and I talked just a little bit before we started recording that, you know, I think if you don't know Jesus and you don't, you don't, uh, have a relationship with the living God and you by default are living for yourself, you are a true hedonist seeking pleasure, seeking comfort, um, seeking fun. And all you care about is yourself for the most part. Uh, there's a little bit of lightness there because you can walk right by the homeless guy. Mm. You can walk right by that 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 um, agency that's trying to minister to the poverty downtown. You yeah. can you can you know t- change channels when the 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 advertisement for you know helping these people or those people comes on. You can avoid the churches. It's when you come to know Jesus, when you come to know the Lord, and He starts to change your heart. The burdens are gone. The burden of sin, the burden of acceptance, the burden of all the work you got to do to find the Lord is gone. But then He. I guess you could say it this way, kind of hands you a, a burden. Yeah. Because he's like, okay, now I want you to see the world the way I see it. Right. Now I want you to care about the things and about the people that I care about. 
Um, I wouldn't, I, I carefully wouldn't want to mix up the, the meaning between those two, yeah. you know? Yeah. Cause I definitely, I definitely feel like if you, if you, if you can see the world, the way the Lord sees the world, there's, there's almost like a, a heavy sadness mm-hmm. that doesn't go away mm. because, because things are not as they're supposed to be, you know? Um, but we also have this lightness of being knowing that God is sovereign right. and that, he cares more about these things we're brokenhearted about than we do and that we know how the story ends in the end. And so it's, it's a little bit of a mixed bag. Do you, do you have any thoughts on, on the way I, I may have been well, a little yeah, one sided on that <laughs> statement. <laughs> you, I mean, you, you said, you said that the, that it, it removes the burden. Uh, the gospel removes all, uh, takes, takes away the, always takes away the burden. Um, I, that, that may be completely wrong of, of the way you said it, but, um, in the moment I remember thinking, okay, yeah, yeah, I agree, but it also adds one on, you know, um, just like, just like you were saying, like it, it adds a different one on where now it's not just, um, you know, well, hands, hands in the air, like throw my hands up. It doesn't matter anymore. Now I have like a whole other thing you, you used, um, you talked about uh, was Isaiah fifty eight, I think, mm-hmm. where yeah. we're talking about now. What is it the 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 um, the fasting that I care about? Is that is that uh, was that the same one? Um, is is caring for uh, free those who are wrongly yeah. imprisoned, lighten the burden of those who work for you, let the oppressed go free, and remove the chains that bind people. Yeah, if we're talking about your your burden is light, and then all of a sudden those are the things that are a part of the new light burden that you have, like yeah. that's that's a that's a difficult uh, you know it's 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 um, I don't know it's different, and I think it goes to um, it's almost like the ways that we have presented this. Um, you know that 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 maybe the church has presented this, and and so it's like the we get this idea, or or maybe culture has learned this idea that oh, well, being a Christian means that um, that everything's easier, everything's going to happen, everything's going to work out the way that I want to. I'm going to make the money I need. I'm going to get the job that I'm supposed to get. And, I, th- I think that misunderstanding is pretty pervasive, and life yeah. is just life's just yeah. going to be better. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, life is going to be better in in some ways, in in some in a very specific way, you know, mentally, spiritually, uh, on that side. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to be persecuted, or 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 even uh, just you know that we're not going to just you know have a whole lot of other things that are going on. I mean, we're talking about just you know a few minutes ago, we're talking about all of the the ways that our our bodies apparently are falling apart right, right now. Right. And even this morning, I I was uh, checking a notification on Facebook, and um, a person that I went to high school with posted this this list of the ways that the disciples were all killed. Not that they died of old age, you know, at their at their local church where they lived out their you know their golden years at their favorite church and they were there, but that they were beheaded and one was thrown off of a cliff or thrown off of a building and then when he didn't die they went and beat him with clubs until he died, you know, and there was somebody that was killed with 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 arrows and somebody else was crucified. It's like you can't look at those guys and be like, yeah. Everything worked out for them in the end. It's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's kind of a big deal. Um, I was I was reading a book, and I, I honestly, because I, I read several of them at a time, I, I'm guessing at which one it was, but they were talking about um, a study that that had been done that um, when they when when people were given a reasonable expectation that the Christian life wasn't going to just be easy, and that you were still going to have troubles, that they are more willing to deal with it and they can get through it and they can it's it's that it's that they're like okay yeah this is this is part of life yes but that when they go in and they're expecting that following jesus makes it easy and makes life better and now i'm not going to have that that they easily become frustrated and they walk away from faith yes if they even had it in the first place i don't know but that it's easier to walk away from it it's easier to experience all of that and then be like never mind i'm out yeah. Because it's like, but I thought this was supposed to make right. everything awesome. I right. thought then I would get the job. I thought then my child wouldn't die or that my, my parent wasn't going to mm-hmm. be in a car wreck or, mm-hmm. or, or whatever those things are. But none of that changes. Yeah. We still deal with cancer. We still deal with 
you know, bad backs, yeah, bad, bad backs, and <laughs> sudden and, deaths, and yeah, and yeah. dementia, and all of the yes. you know mental illnesses and depression, and yeah. and all of these other things. Like we still deal with all of that. That doesn't it doesn't give us a ticket to a nice, cozy, easy life where we are literally cruising for the rest. I of I wonder lives, how much know? of that is unique to our culture and time, though, because, for example, the early church, none of those people that came to know Jesus and and joined the movement of God's people. Mm-hmm had any, you know, false impressions of what they're stepping into. Right. You know, right. Stephen just got killed. So-and-so just got imprisoned. <laughs> you know, everybody was just told to hide, you yeah. know, like, yeah. but I wonder if in our comfortable culture where at least up until recently, the bulk of our population was, was, you know, claimed to be Christian and going to church. And, um, I wonder if, if it's unique to our time and culture that we have missed at, at least at times. And I think all of us can own this at, at times misrepresented the good news. Like, let me just speak to it personally. I remember, you know, working with teenagers for a long time, specifically through a ministry of young life. And I look back now and I, I think I did overall a really good job. I think I was faithful to love kids who were very disinterested in church I would chase kids down relationally and mentor them. And we did a lot of fun things to bring them, you know, into different activities. And then we would share Jesus with them. And I I think for the most part, I did a really good job. And I still look back, especially because I was a lot younger then. And I I think that at least occasionally, I think I misrepresented Mm. Christianity because I have memories, for example, of of a kid whose parents were on the brink of divorce who was hoping he'd get a college football scholarship um, and who had a girlfriend that he was crazy about. Mm -hmm. And he came to Christ. um, I remember a particular summer and we spent a lot of time together. We even read the Bible together a bunch. And then later that fall, he literally walked away and he said, I don't want, I mean, he had some pretty strong things to say to me and some others that were doing life with him because what I came to find out, is his parents got divorced and his girlfriend broke up with him and he tore every mm. ligament in his left knee yeah. and he couldn't play football. Yeah. And he had this misunderstanding at 17 right. that, wait, I just decided to follow Jesus. And then my life fell apart. Right. Well, I'm not going to follow Jesus then. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and what I would say, I even read this long time ago. Um, oh my goodness. What was the author's name? Oh, he wrote, um, Blue Like Jazz, Donald Miller. Yeah. Um, I remember Donald Miller saying it so well. He said, we have turned Christianity, at least sometimes, into a product. Hey, yeah. Hey, here you go. Yeah. You want this? You take this product, and your life's going to change, and it's going to be for the better. Mm-hmm. This works. Mm-hmm. And then to realize, oh, wait, 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 wait. It's not a product. It's a relationship. Yeah. And relationships are messy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the relationship is in the current context of a world upside down right with everybody else making bad choices and um much less my own continued bad choices so i do think there's a risk we run of just not getting through not communicating well hey we're not saying the burdens are all gone now <laughs> we're saying the burden of measuring up is gone yeah. the burden of getting in so to speak is gone now it's still not on you to earn my love. I don't think the Lord's saying you've got to feed more mm-hmm. homeless people. You've got to, or you've got to right. take on more of this, that, and the other. It's, it, he just wants us to join him in the work he's already doing and not feel that weight, but also not be just, just mistakenly thinking that now everything's going to be great. Yeah. I, I think, I think I would only, I would only push back, not, not in the, um, in the idea of what you're talking about, I, I think I think that we we definitely experience that in our culture. But I would, I would, I would, I would just push back that I think I think that that's been going on for a really, really, really long time for centuries. Yeah, but but I get, I'm thinking of specifics. Like go back several hundred years. I, I'm I'm terrible at medieval history. When you know there's plagues and everybody's filthy, dirty, and broke, and there's class systems. Mm-hmm. So if you're in this low class, you're never going to be in the like. What was their understanding of Christianity? Because certainly, yeah. certainly, it couldn't be. You give your life to Jesus, you get a house. <laughs> you well, know, I think I think that there was that there have been plenty of those opportunities throughout the centuries that the church said 
or or some version of the church said this is when you give this much money that these things happen. These, that's true. You say these prayers and that's you true. do this. So that that's all. That I'm, I'm actually I just finished a book called Bullies and Saints that was talking about the history of the church from mm. the beginning until uh, up until like the 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 late '90s or something like that. And it was literally just going through and talking about um, just you know all of the ways that the church had stumbled and fallen and was people were killed because of what the church had decided was the way they were supposed to follow. And then there's people that pop up their head and they're like, Hey, no, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. Right. We're reforming it. We need to be doing this thing. And so that's all I'm saying is I think that it's, it's, you know, yes, it's, it's unique in some ways to our culture and the way that we, that we live. But I think that that's also just something that we deal with is that, man, we just want to we want to we want people to 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 learn about Jesus and to get to know him and then at the same time we also want life to be easy and yeah. we have sin and we're still fallen people and we still screw it all up and we mess up that message so i don't know i think that there's a lot there but um okay so let's wrap this up you used radical minimum number 4 our fourth radical minimum sharing boldly sharing boldly so wrap this up how do we apply all this stuff to our everyday lives go well i think i think first of all the application from even this past week's teaching is um to follow jesus is not the easy road uh to follow Je- in, in the sense that things are going to all work out there's we read about the persecution the suffering in the early church and yet hopefully more than than being discouraged by that we are encouraged by the way we see God just blow that thing up. Like why did so many people in the face of imprisonment, in the face of execution, mm. want to jump onto the bus with with the people of God? And it's it just excites me in that this is what we were created for. We we were we were literally made for this. We were made to know him, to experience reconnection with him, even as jacked up as we are, and then to get to be a part of his redemptive work. Uh, moving forward. And so um, I think the the takeaway for some of us is hopefully even in this discouraging 2020, 2021, some excitement that, okay, we get to be the faithful people. Um, no judgment to others, but we get to be the ones that are pressing on. And, and maybe it, maybe even to contextualize it to our current situation, we ask the question, okay, maybe I was too comfortable for before. Mm. God, what do you want to, back to our first radical minimum, listening intently, God, what are you saying to me now? Like, are you saying maybe that my idea of being a part of a church was insufficient mm-hmm. or was even wrong? That now you're you're really calling all of us to be on mission, even, even this mission like the early church had, to love our coworkers and our neighbors and our classmates differently than we did before. Um, so for me... I think that's one of the takeaways. Another takeaway that I can't stop hearing, hearing uh, from the scripture is when I came across Isaiah 41, uh, verse 13, uh, and the words from God saying, I hold you by your right hand, I, the Lord your God, and I say to you, don't be afraid. I am here to help you. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't <laughs> really impact your vision of who God is, yeah, you need to put that on your mirror. Hmm over your bathroom sink and on your dashboard in your car that God is looking you in the eye saying, don't be afraid. I am here to help you. Yeah. That should shatter whatever false images of God we have an angry God at us, a disappointed God at us, an absent God from us. Um, maybe that's the biggest takeaway for some of our folks. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, was the little the little story of, of um, walking with God on the sand, and you see your footprints, and you're mm. like, hey, that's cool. It's like, yeah, that's where I was walking alongside you. And it's like, well, what are those marks over there? And it's like, yeah, that's where I was dragging you along. You know? <laughs> oh, wait, I haven't it's heard like, the dragging you along yeah, version. Yeah, that's, that's where I had to drag you, because uh, they're just lines in the sand rather than the footprints. Okay, that's different. I heard the one where, okay, now, but but now, God, there's only one set of footprints. Well, where'd you go? He's like, no, 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 that's when I was carrying you. Yeah, that, that works too. I like the drag personally. But... I like the drag one better. I've never seen that one. <laughs> All right, well, um, we'll pause We'll pause the conversation here. Um, we'll, we'll come back as we uh, keep going on, on Acts next week, right? Keep going on Acts for three more weeks. We've got Christmas coming. Um, you're going to hear a lot more about Compassion International. I know yep. we've got some special guests the next uh, two or three weeks, I think. 
So I, I, I'm excited about uh, this season for us, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Okay. Uh, anything else before we wrap up? Nope. Enjoy your uh, your brisket. On, I'm going to, on man. On Thanksgiving no Day, doubt. you weirdo. One of these days, it's not going to happen. I'm going to be like, whoa, hang on. <laughs> this is, I like, I don't even know. I haven't talked to my mom. I just assume that we're having brisket because we always do. And so it'll be weird if I show up and it's like, it's turkey. I'm going to be like, sorry, I'm going to go find a restaurant. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be back. But well, uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, this is the E6 podcast from Colonial Church. You can always get more information about Colonial at colonialchurch.com or from our app in the App Store or the Google Play Store. Um, leave us a review. You can leave us a comment. You can send us your questions. Uh, podcast at colonialchurch.com. Um, thanks for listening, and we will pick up the conversation again next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.